This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. We have an awesome show today. We have, uh, of course, a lot of apps and tips and tricks to uh, chat about. Uh, we'll also be talking with a, uh, a female entrepreneur out of Toronto uh, that's using apps like eBay to grow her business. Women are doing it right and even better than men. Hmm. It's uh, it's an interesting story, so you want to stay tuned for that. She's going to give us some tips on how uh, you can grow your online business uh, as well. We'll also be chatting with the folks behind an app that uh, connects seniors uh, with good-hearted people that will do the shopping for them, especially around the Christmas season here. If they need groceries, uh, this app connects them up with people that will do the grocery shopping and bring the groceries to them. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Because a lot of seniors are on fixed incomes, and they can't afford all these delivery fees and, and what have you. Yep. Uh, so uh, this is, I think, a great app that uh, can make a difference. Very cool. Let's talk about some of the app news uh, this week, uh, Graham. Uh, Facebook again <laughs> in, in the news. It's yeah, a weekly thing. It is. Uh, so this was a, a great story from The Guardian uh, out of the UK, uh, basically saying that journalists who've been working as fact checkers for Facebook uh, are basically pushing for an end to their uh, their media partnerships because they're saying Facebook just doesn't really care. Yeah, so essentially what they're saying, and folks from, from Snopes have said this, that Facebook is using them as crisis PR. So we've seen a lot of bad news about Facebook. You know, they've done a lot of really shady things over the course of the last few years, and they've tried to you know, sort of hand wave it away. Of, you know, we, we move fast and break things, I think, as Mark Zuckerberg is, is famous for saying. Um, really what we're starting to see, though, that is that this organization is, uh, at best, apathetic when it comes to the common good of you know telling the truth and making sure that they've got something that that's accurate and at worst they're kind of evil <laughs> right like do you think they're pur- I don't think they're purposely being evil I think they're just being careless well I, I, it feels like at the end of the day there is money involved well, of course money talks make, right they can make more money if they don't fix this so they're trying to see if they could you know get these journalists involved and make it look like they're doing the right thing while still not actually making any reasonable changes and that's really where we are um, I mean the amount of nonsense in my Facebook feed is far down from what it used to be, but it's still there. Yes. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've got the about this website where you can start to see things uh, about the, the groups that are posting links. Um, they've recently just made a change where you can see where pages are based. Uh, so you can see if, you know, uh, Canadians for True Democracy is actually that Canadian organization or if they're based out of shock and horror Moscow, um, a number of pages have, that I've seen in the past have actually gone offline. There were pages I was keeping an eye on, yeah. um, and they were, they were not actually who they said they were. So we're starting to see some creeping changes here, but clearly, according to these journalists, Facebook actually doesn't care that much, and they're still kind of motiva- motivated by the almighty dollar. Um, it's getting to the point where I really think that the Canadian government is going to have to start to step in with some regulations for social media and social news. How do you regulate news, like fake news, though? That's a great question. Right? Uh, I mean, looking- do, you reg- do you basically force uh, social sites like Facebook to employ a certain amount of fact checkers? 
I would say yes. Yeah. Yeah. But or th- apparently have, they're already doing it. They're pissing them all off, but they're doing it. Or possibly have a third party, perhaps governmental oversight body that is made up of, so you know, more, a cross More bureaucracy from the government. Sure. But, you know, at some point we need somebody to step in and say, these are outright lies, they're fabrications, they're falsehoods, and we can't have them being spread as if they're fact. I don't know what the answer is here, but Facebook governing themselves clearly isn't working. No, it isn't really, <laughs> is it? Let's look at some of the other app news out there today here on the App Show. Uh, this was really funny um, because it kind of hit close to home for me. There's a story uh, out of Surrey, uh, British Columbia here, uh, a couple high schools where the kids were essentially using a delivery service, skip the dishes, to deliver food to their school. Skip the cafeteria. Skip the cafeteria. And so what was happening, a lot of these kids would, you know, ask for a bathroom break and basically go out on their phones and order, you know, a pizza or something uh, and have it delivered to the school. And so the challenge was that, uh, you know, these delivery drivers are coming into the school. They don't know where to go. So some of them are like wandering the halls looking for their... (laughs) (laughs) where they're supposed to deliver it to. You know, they're coming into the office there, you know, saying, hey, I'm looking for Wendell. I got a pizza for him. Can you imagine the chaos? I just middle-aged delivery guys wandering our high school is probably not something that we want. No, I, I mean, no, that's a bit of a security thing. And it's so funny because one of the schools, uh, it was Semiamu and Elgin uh, out in South Surrey where I live. One of them is my daughter's school. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, please tell me that you have not ordered skip the dishes to your school. And she hasn't, thank God. That, that she'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the question. Like, this is obviously very resourceful of the kids. Um, I know that when I was in high school, we used to order pizza for certain lunches or certain events, but it was always kind of a, a special occasion. Like it a wasn't group really, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, do, do we have to set up a designated area where you can then go and pick up your skip the dishes? It's, well, uh, I think what they're done now is that you can't pick it up on or have it delivered on school grounds. Essentially, so I'll meet you out by the power box, by the yeah, crosswalk. There, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of other safety issues now coming into play there. But, you know, the problems, like back in my day, you know what I had in my lunch? I had like a sandwich. Yeah. Maybe I had an apple sometimes. Did I have a drink or anything? No. Could I go? Was I allowed to go off off the school property to the the grocery store, the corner store? No. They didn't, they didn't let you do that? No. Really? I could go home for lunch. I don't know how they would police, you know, me not going to the grocery store instead of home, yeah. for example. But yeah, I didn't have these problems. I was going to say... I, I ate my sandwich, you know, in the 15 minutes there. And, you, you got know, 15 minutes for lunch? Well... Did you the, before, the dark ages? No, before we were allowed to go outside to play. Oh, okay. So this yeah. is recess? Yes. Okay. No, not recess, but lunch. Lunch? Yeah. Oh. I think we had 10 or 15 minutes where we had to sit in the class to eat our lunch, and then we were allowed to go outside huh. and do stuff. It's, it's, it's a very different world today. Yeah, there was no skip the dishes. No skip the dishes. There was no phones. I don't even know why. I don't even know why they're allowed to have phones in the classroom. That one's a, that one's a curious one for me. Yes. I, I don't think they are. I think they've got to have the phones away. Um, I, yeah, I know, but I, I mean, my I, daughter's texted me from her class. I was sometimes. one of the first to have a cell phone in my high school. You had um, a cell phone in high school. I did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I, I worked for Future Shop at the time, right? Yeah. So I, I had customers. Did think I had you were a call. drug dealer? No, that was the kid next to me. That was <laughs> Shane. He was the, like, se- the second like kid to get a cell phone and yeah. ran a, a heck of a business out of his locker. Yeah. But no, I was selling electronics, which is probably worse. The problems that kids have today. Yeah. 
So just pick pick up your lunch off-site. Got it. Uh, also in the news, uh, Microsoft admits that uh, Windows 10 users are guinea pigs. I totally called this, didn't I? So explain this. Okay, so essentially uh, Microsoft has been releasing these regular patch updates on, you know, Patch Tuesdays, they call them. And depending on how you opt into your patches, the majority of Windows users are actually getting pre-release patches that are destined for commercial and more advanced users. Okay. So they're basically using the entire Windows user base as beta testers beta testers wow so we saw in october i know but a lot of us got windows 10 for free well and that's it you know again if you're not paying for the product you're actually the product you are the product so uh you know a lot of people got this this update in october and some people it's a small number but some people had their user data deleted which was a wake-up call of you need backup right but uh, most of them were able to get it back yes yeah um which is i mean make sure you've got backup that's important uh, but uh, it, it's not a surprise to realize that Microsoft is actually using this massive user base in order to uh, uh, in order to test things for their corporate clients who are actually paying for support and service. Um, it, this this is obviously very frustrating for a lot of people. Windows 10. Windows 10. So, I, so I'm a beta tester essentially. Yeah, I mean, I've only got Windows 10 on one system. That's my gaming system. I've got. Two systems. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I built that PC from scratch, so I know it inside and out. But yeah. for my daily driver, I use my iMac and my MacBook Pro. Yeah. So it's, it's, this is not really something that affects me too much, but I think I would be offended if, it, if Windows were my daily driver. Now, you can go in and you can turn that off. If you go to the most recent Microsoft blog post, they have instructions on how to turn this off so that you're not getting these beta pre-release patches. So if you're using that, if you're using Windows 10, go read Microsoft's blog, figure it out, and stop being an unpaid uh, QA tester. Also in the news here on the app show, Google's Find My Device app can now show the indoor layouts of large buildings. I've actually used this app to try to find a phone that I'd lost. It didn't work, but <laughs> I was excited that it might. Uh, so the challenge is if you lose your phone in a, in a building, it can't really give you the exact location. So if you've lost it in an airport, a mall, Grand Central Station, you're out of luck. But now Google has uh, mapped out a bunch of buildings. They haven't listed which ones yet, but uh, uh, they're saying they're doing malls and airports so that you can more accurately find your phone. Yeah, so Apple's actually done this as well. Uh, Union Station in Toronto, yep. there is an interior map on that. Oh, that's cool. That's kind of neat, Yeah, um, which is great because if you've been into, say, for example, Metrotown as a mall in Burnaby or Union Station, uh, you can be wandering from floor to floor. The biggest challenge that I'm having right now is uh, altitude. Okay. Right, because when you go to look to find something, oh, yeah, yeah. it's geographically on top of something. But yeah. when you're looking, say, for example, looking for an Evo car, yeah. there are four levels of a parking garage. You have no idea which floor it's on. So we actually have the capability of doing that with our phones. They can measure uh, altitude. So I think this is the next thing that Google needs to add. The next thing that Apple needs to add into their mapping is, is this thing above me or below me? That would be helpful. That would be very helpful. Well, uh, let's switch gears here now and uh, find out a little bit about our iPhones. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham? So this week, it's uh, we're just revisiting a bit of an idea here, which is uh, connecting people to your iOS identity by declaring who they are in your family. So you can actually go into your, uh, your contact and set up relationships with people. I didn't know that. So you can say, um, you know, Hey, Siri, um, you know, <laughs> there, there goes Siri. Uh, Graham Williams Sr. is my dad. 
And so in my contacts, it will then link my dad's contact with mine. Yes, my parents were very creative when they named me. Yes. So uh, I've I've done that for my my mom, my dad, a few of my cousins. uh, And you can actually set up these relationships there. Brothers and sisters work work best. uh, Mom and dad work best. When you start setting up cousins, it starts to get into a a bit of a a confusing thing. It's going to ask you which one in the list. Uh, but it's a very handy way of being able to voice dial people and be able to send messages to people. So I can uh, say, hey, call my mom at home, and it will immediately call the home number. Call my mom on her iPhone, it'll call there. One other tip that I'd like to share is if you've got family members who are on iPhones this holiday season and you want to avoid some long-distance charges but still want to have a phone call, make a FaceTime audio call. There's no yes. actual long-distance charges, and the quality is better. That was two for one. There you go. For iPhone tips. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking with uh, a female entrepreneur out of uh, Toronto that has used apps like eBay to grow her business, and she's going to give us tips on how you can do it too. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. A recent eBay leisure survey says women who own retail small businesses are one-third more likely than men to change something in order to compete in this holiday season. Women are also twice as likely to offer special promotions other than discounts and three times more likely to invest in paid advertising. So far this year, it appears to be working. Women rate their performance in revenue, sales volume, profit, and other metrics higher than their male counterparts. Well, on the line, we wanted to talk to uh, uh, one of these... Uh, uh, thriving female entrepreneurs uh, about uh, their experience. Um, maybe give some tips to uh, other uh, female entrepreneurs out there. And yes, men, you can probably learn from this uh, as well. <laughs> We've got Nadia Schwab of Budget Electronics on the line. Thanks for joining us, Nadia. Hi, Mike. How are you? Great. Uh, tell us a bit about your business, uh, first of all, and then we'll uh, get into uh, how you uh, are taking advantage of uh, promotions and stuff like that to uh, increase your business. Sure. Uh, We are located in Toronto. We have two warehouses. We predominantly sell electronics and cell phone accessories. We have two parts to our business. We have a wholesale section where we sell B2B, so direct to other businesses and retailers. And then we have a retail part of our business where we sell direct to consumers and we use um, online marketplaces to do that together with our own website. Uh, let's talk about that. So you people can buy stuff through your website. Uh, what online marketplaces are, are successful for you? eBay is a great um, business place and marketplace for us, and together with Amazon, and we have a Shopify store as well. And uh, let's let's uh, talk about uh, you know some of the things uh, that you do to uh, to help your business. What kind of special promotions uh, you know seem to work for you during the holidays? Well, we are finding that the consumers uh, um, are evolving and um, they're becoming very deal savvy, uh, which we have to take into consideration because we have to meet the needs of the consumer. What is the consumer looking for? So although this holiday season we did push and um, we did create a lot of promotions, um, we're keeping that in mind and we're trying to be as competitive as we can all year round. Um, So I think that's what really is helping us to continue grow and also sets us aside from our competitors. And, and how are you using data and analytics to, to, to do all of this? 
Um, so we are seeing what is uh, trending in the market, keeping an eye on what consumers are buying through particular seasons or different times of the year. And then we're tailoring our sourcing and our purchasing to to these trends and these needs. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty vital to keep an eye on exactly what the consumer needs are and what they're looking for and the specific time of year and ensuring that we have those products available in the relevant quantities um, so they're ready to ship and they're ready to go. So, you know, you talked about all the different avenues for your business. You've, uh, you know, got these warehouses. Uh, I understand one of them, uh, people can actually walk in. Uh, there's like a kind of a retail location there. You've got your website. Uh, why use like a marketplace like eBay? How does that help your business? eBay allows us to reach um, a more international uh, demographic. Um, uh, everybody knows eBay. Every, everybody knows that, um, you know, you can sell internationally on eBay and you can purchase internationally. So it really allows us to be more visible globally. Um, recently in the U.S. with the hurricanes, we found that a lot of our um, repairs machines, um, they were doing really well um, in the U.S. And um, like I said before, it's, it's great that if we have a product and someone needs it, um, they're able to source it easily and quickly um, to meet those needs. So eBay really allows us to do that. And if we didn't have eBay's reach, then you know, we might not have this international visibility. So I guess one of your tips uh, for people that you know, want to expand their business online from uh, their website is to uh, uh, get involved with these, uh, these marketplaces like eBay's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Is that a lot of extra work on your side? No. Um, uh, well, eBay um, and other marketplaces have made it very easy. Um, you can even just use your smartphone to take a picture of a product and attach their relevant UPC. And there are catalog, etc. criteria. I won't bore you with all the details, but they've made it very easy for you to um, upload um, your products. And you can do it all from your smartphone and you're no longer required or necessary to do it on that desktop anymore. Um, so yeah, it's pretty easy. We're talking with Nadia Schwab of Budget Electronics, uh, all about how she's uh, using uh, marketplaces like eBay to uh, expand her business. Uh, Nadia, thanks so much uh, for chatting with us today, and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thank you. When we come back from the break, a lot more apps to talk about here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike Graham and Christina here in studio. Before we get to our Hot 5, and our Hot 5 this week is great. It's uh, Hot 5 Christmas apps to keep the kids busy during the holiday season. Let's get our Facebook tip of the week, Graham. Our Facebook tip of the week this week is getting an alert when someone logs into your Facebook account. So this is kind of handy if you have uh, used the same password on Facebook as you have at other places. Yes. Or if other people have your Facebook password, both yes. of which are terrible things to do. Yeah. Um, and so what you can do is go to security and login settings. Uh, and under there, click security and login and click get alerts about unrecognized logins. So this is if somebody's logging into a computer or a phone or a tablet where you haven't logged into Facebook before and clicked Remember Me on this device. So when you do that, you click Save Changes, you'll start to get some alerts. Now, you can do a couple of things when you get this alert. If it's you actually logging in, you can tap This Is Me because it'll come up on your Facebook. If it says, if you say This Isn't Me, it will uh, help you reset your password and secure your account. 
So on top of all of this, this is a great way to do this if you haven't set up two-factor authentication. But next week, we'll talk about setting up uh, two-factor authentication for Facebook so you can be more secure. That was your Facebook tip of the week. The weekly app, Hot 5. This week, it's the top or hot five apps for kids at uh, Christmas time. And uh, Christina, we'll get you to kick it off with number five, Yassa Pets Christmas. Cats and Christmas are both fantastic, and this is a dollhouse app that brings the two together because cats and Christmas, right? Right meow. <laughs> right meow? Can kids, you just... <laughs> kids can rearrange loads of items in the cat's house, which has been all decked out for Christmas. They can tap stockings to find surprises, switch outfits, play music, and a lot more. There's a whole lot. Uh, there's a whole Yasa Pets series of apps across a range of s- scenes, uh, so they can explore different uh, different things there. Talking about the hot five Christmas apps for kids this holiday season, Graham, we've got uh, number four, Christmas Cards Animation. This is fun. Yeah, so Christmas Cards Animation is a simple yet very effective app that lets your kids send animated Christmas cards for free to friends and family. So there are 18 different videos to choose from. They're all accompanied by music and sound effects that are full of festive cheer. So you can send these things through any app uh, to any app on your device, and it will also help you cut down on paper usage. I don't know about you, but I love getting a Christmas card and then immediately recycling them. Yeah, you know, I get so many Christmas cards, and I, I sound awful for this, but I like when someone actually writes a little message in them yeah. for me, because I get so many that are just, I, do, I don't even recognize the signature. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm, wow, Not that good. was really thoughtful. Yeah. So Is that I, awful? No, I mean... Here's the funny thing. I actually went home to see my parents not too long ago, and my mother has shoeboxes full of, of every cards. card yes. she has ever received. That's That's rough. <laughs> On the next episode of Hoarders, right? (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if you can scan those in for her. I I could. You know what? Because I've done that with a lot of things like ticket stubs. I take pictures of them and then I just recycle them because I just don't want this stuff hanging around my house. So anyway, uh, Christmas cards animation will help you not be that person for uh, people like my mother and building up more things that will eventually burn the house down. So that one's uh, free, but there is a premium version available as well. That's correct. Number three, Christmas Songs. It's a Christmas Songs app. It's not Christmas without a sing-along. This app contains 10 of the most popular festive songs like Silent Night, Jingle Bells, and Deck the Halls. Simply tap the song you want to hear from the menu, and it'll play accompanied with full vocals and fun imagery. Children can sing along thanks to the dynamic lyrics that appear. If they love the song, a quick tap lets them set it as their ringtone. You might also want to check out some websites for free Christmas music. Number two on the Hot 5 app countdown here on the app show, Christmas coloring. Christina. Yes, Christmas coloring is a great way to help your kids stay busy over the holidays while you're cooking and getting ready and wrapping presents. It has over 50 pictures ranging from snowmen to Santa to elves. And there's even a magic section where a picture is revealed as you color, plus an area to draw in whatever you like. Um, The tools available in the app are brushes, buckets, and some festive stickers and text. Um, Your kids can let their artistic side go wild with this app, and it automatically saves every one of their drawings so you can easily share them via WhatsApp and other social networking. And this one's free. 
Very cool. And uh, our number one Christmas app uh, this week is Christmas Countdown. Graham? It is the final countdown towards Christmas. And so this is one of the most exciting parts of the year as we get just three days, two days, one more day towards Christmas. So this app is a great way to do that. It's very well designed, displaying a precise countdown on top of a backdrop of festive imagery. Uh, so it plays some music. Uh, you can customize the music and customize the image. It has an advent calendar, so you can unwrap new wallpaper every day. There's some festive jingles. There's some tips for Christmas. Uh, it's not chocolate, so please donate your phone. Uh, and this is actually, it's a free app. Uh, there are some premium features available with new jingles and whatnot. There are a ton of apps called Christmas Countdown in the App Store. So this is actually Christmas Countdown 2018. So make sure you get the one that is <laughs> relevant for this year. If you're going to 2017, uh, it's not Back to the Future. Find 2018. I want to thank the folks over at MakeUseOf.com uh, for this Christmas app. Uh, countdown. Graham, before we hit the next break, uh, I thought maybe we'd do a creative app of the week. You got something cool for us? I do indeed. Uh, the app this week is called 3dc.io, and this is for iOS and Android, and it's, for, it's a really easy way to create 3D models. So a lot of people this year, it seems like we're seeing a ton of sales on 3D printers. Um, as, as it becomes more popular, as people are getting into yeah. this a little bit more. So if you're looking to make your own 3D stuff, this is a smart way of getting started. So it's a it's a great way to create uh, 3D models on mobile devices. Anybody can use this app, and you can build, share, and, again, 3D print your designs. So if you've heard about CAD, computer-aided design, this is like a CAD tool, but without the learning curve. It can kind of get you into it uh, slowly and surely. It uses basic shapes like cubes, spheres, cylinders, and cones to create these 3D models. You can kind of drag and drop to, uh, to add them in, to resize them, and uh, makes it very easy to get started with 3D design. So that's 3dc.io. Uh, it is free, but there are some subscriptions so you can get access to more tools, to tutorials, and to more shapes. That was our creative app of the week. When we come back from the break, we'll be talking with an app developer that's helping connect seniors with uh, good folks out there that'll help deliver groceries. It's a very cool app, and uh, you'll need to stay tuned to find out what it's all about. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I want to talk about a really cool app now that connects seniors uh, with grocery delivery drivers uh, or volunteers. On the line, we've uh, got Ian Lee. He's the man behind Angel Shop Smart. It's an app, uh, again, that uh, links up seniors with volunteer drivers so that they can get groceries at affordable prices. Thanks for joining us, Ian. Thanks for having me. Uh, really want to dig into this app because I think it's just fantastic. Uh, what was the genesis behind it? How did you come up with it? Yeah, so um, my background is in nursing. So, like, I work in uh, long-term care, so I've always worked in, with seniors. And uh, last year, I've had the opportunity to actually do my master's uh, at UBC in seniors care. And it was in one of our classes that we were discussing, well, we know of our our current aging population, although we're living a lot longer, um, people are actually a lot healthier than they used to be. So we're actually seeing a lot of our seniors, over 90% of those over the age of 65, are living at home. So we're discussing, well, how do we change our environments or how do we design products that are conducive to this new reality and an increasingly new reality? And so and so one of our classmates in our discussion said, like, oh, no, you know what, maybe we should deliver Starbucks 
to um, to seniors, and then you know, a thing popped up in my head. Well, why stop at Starbucks? I mean, coffee is just one thing, and I'm sure groceries uh, is something that seniors would need, especially in our climate in Canada. It can be very challenging for seniors who are living at home. So, so that's kind of how it's first started. Very, very cool. Uh, explain to the listeners how it works. Yeah, so um, how Angel works is that um, we work with um, we work with community centers such as uh, neighborhood houses and other um, senior centers. But my, right now, we're primarily working with Mount Pleasant Neighborhood House, and we rely on um, their expertise in volunteer recruitment as well as um, their uh, current volunteer base. So what happens is that. Um, on our on our app, it's a web application that we have items from uh, budget grocery stores such as No Frills and Superstore, who otherwise um, might not be able to uh, provide a grocery delivery, uh, or if they're able to provide grocery delivery, it's usually at a premium. Sometimes it can be about ten to fifteen percent. Um, higher than their in-store price on top of a uh, grocery delivery fee. So what we wanted to do was, well, how do we make the service really, um, really target the people who need it most? So seniors, you know, who are on fixed income and um, especially how where Superstore is generally located in non-residential areas, it's really difficult for seniors to get there. So how it works is that um, seniors or their caregivers or their adult children or grandchildren um, use our application to uh, purchase and make the order. And then volunteers in the, uh, um, in the vicinity uh, get a notification by email that so-and-so um, needs groceries. And uh, they can just then decide uh, whether or not they have the time to um, accept the order and deliver the groceries to the seniors. So that's how we're able to kind of make it free and have seniors um, get uh, in-store prices uh, for groceries at the zero cost for delivery. Love it. Uh, So again, uh, they can Uh, use uh, uh, the website or an app as well. Well, like, um, well, it's a it's a web application, so it is it is a website. It okay. is a website, yeah. But yeah, but there's it's formatted to 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 fit mobile, but it's yeah, it's it's pretty much a website, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the that website that has a lot more functions. Yeah. Yeah. The website again is uh, angel.ca, uh, and that's spelled A N J E L dot C A. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We're talking with Ian Lee from uh, Angel Shop Smart, a great uh, web app for connecting seniors uh, with folks uh, that can deliver groceries. Thanks again for joining us, Ian. Thank you very much. When we come back from the break, we've got a few more apps to talk about here, including our travel and our fitness apps of the week. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Mike Graham and Christina here. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, every Saturday here on CKNW 980. It also goes across the Chorus Radio Network. We've been doing it for, oh, so many years, 15, 20 years. It's all about technology, from smartphones to smart homes. You'll want to tune into it and and learn a little. Let's uh, get back to apps here on the app show. Before we get to our beloved travel app of the week, let's get our game app. What do we got, Graham? Our game app of the week this week is Golf Peaks, which sounds like it would be a golf game. Yes. It's actually a puzzle game. 
Golf Peaks. Golf Peaks. So it's a very small puzzle game where you climb mountains by playing golf. You use cards to move the ball to solve over 80 handcrafted levels and conquer the summits. Uh, so this actually was advertised on the PGA because a card game at a golf tournament makes sense, right? Yes. Uh, so there are seven worlds to complete, uh, some unique block types to experiment with, and for $3.99 for iOS, there are no in-app purchases and no ads. I love that. I'm getting tired of these apps that, you know, you get the free version and then they nickel and dime you to death with all these in-app purchases. I would just rather buy the app. Well, and th- this is the thing. A lot of people have sort of been on the fence because when you buy an app nowadays, you expect it to be updated and have new levels and be updated for new pieces of hardware. The problem is that there's money that, that's attached to that, right? You've got to be paid to do that. So if somebody's bought your app once and you don't charge them for those updates, it kind of costs them money to keep updating. So I can understand the subscriptions over time, uh, but uh, buy once and have, own forever, I think, is a it's a nice app to come across when it does happen. So that is Golf Peaks for iOS, and it's four bucks. Enjoy. We've got a couple more apps here to talk about before we get to our fitness app of the week. Christina, travel app. Travel app. This week, it's Adobe Photoshop Express. And I can see how that's very travelish. Well, if you're traveling and taking pictures, don't you want to make sure they look pristine? Okay, keep going. You can use this right on your phone, so you can crop, straighten your photos, use uh, some quick filters, just make everything perfect and Instagram-worthy. Can I tell you my favorite feature of this app? There's a, a filter called Pop Color. Okay. And this is really, really cool. And what it does, it makes most of the image black and white, but you can picture, you can pick a color that it will let through. So if you've got somebody who's wearing like, you know, a bright blue jacket or they've got beautiful blue eyes, you can have it pop blue or you can have it pop green or red. It's an incredible way to get these really, really cool looking pictures. I've got one of my Instagram feed that has, a, there was a pink umbrella lying in the rain. It was broken in New Westminster. And so it's this beautiful black and white street with just this little pop of pink in the handle and the edging around the umbrella. Absolutely beautiful. Really love it. Photoshop Express is a great app. Yeah, and it's great for travel, whether you're traveling <laughs> for the holidays like or just traveling. <laughs> how dare you question my travel app picking skills? <laughs> Graham saved you there. I, I got to be honest. It also plugs with into... His, with his ringing endorsement. <laughs> it also connects directly to Photoshop as well. So you, if you have a Photoshop or an Adobe account, you can export directly to Creative Cloud and then bring it into Photoshop. So really powerful on the phone. Super powerful if you got Photoshop and works in any country in the world. When you're traveling. When you're traveling. Uh, so <laughs> why would I want this instead of just using the default photo app in my phone? I think this gives you some uh, some more flexibility and some additional features that you're not going to find on your native camera app. Very cool. Photoshop Express, uh, available for Android and iOS? Yeah. Cool, cool. Let's get our fitness app of the week. Our fitness app of the week is Down Dog. Down dog. Yeah, which, as you would probably guess, it's a yoga app because as we're going into the holidays and things are frustrating, we all could use a little serenity now. So uh, this is a, a yoga app that will get you started with yoga and continue right on through your yoga journey. There is a three-day intro to yoga. So if you've never done it before, if you don't know a, a downward dog from a savasana, uh, this will teach you how to get into yoga. And the cool thing is it actually uses a real-time voice generation. So it, will, it talks you through, through it with a computer-generated voice. And there are seven voices to choose from. 
So you can actually choose all of the yoga poses that you want, put together your own customer routine, and have uh, your own personalized instructor lead you through these things. There are over, uh, it says here, 30,000 separate uh, combinations of of, uh, exercises that you can do with this. Really? Yes. So this is, it's a free app. It's free yoga Yoga people. For yoga people. And if you're not yoga people and you've always wanted to be yoga people, congratulations. Down Dog could be your way of to do this. Could you take this traveling? You could take it traveling. This could be a travel app of the week at some point. You could take pictures of people doing yoga. With a pop with, color. With their permission while you're traveling. <laughs> it's available for iOS and Android. It is free with in-app purchases. And a year-long subscription to all of the cool stuff is $66.99. And guess what, everyone? Next week... Mike will be doing travel app of the week. Yeah, Angry Birds. Because <laughs> you can take that traveling anywhere. Apparently he feels he might be able to do a better job than I can. I feel like I might be doing the show on my own next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have left for the app show. Thanks so much for tuning in. And again, check out our Get Connected radio show as well. All about tech. And uh, tune into our podcast. Yeah. Where can you get the podcast again? You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and I believe Google's got them as well. So just basically search for The App Show and search for Get Connected, and you will find both of our shows on a podcast. They're Potterific. That's all the time we have left. Mike, Christina, and Graham signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.